Hurt Business Radio listeners, give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Merry Christmas and welcome to a holiday edition of Hurt Business Radio. Ben Damon and Jade Mitchell are here and I'm the other guy. Ben, how are you? Hey, good. Merry Christmas, Mickey. That was um, that was really heartfelt. Um, I feel very warm uh, and tingly as a result. So thank you for that. Uh, what an absolute pleasure, can I say, it has been to be a part of this show with you two buffoons through the course of uh, 2019. I've really enjoyed uh, being able to chat with you both and being able to um, banter about the uh, the ins and outs of Australian boxing. It's been one of the true highlights of my 2019 and long may it continue, quite frankly. Same here, Ben. And that felt very nice to hear. Thank you. Mm. Pleasure. Yeah. I was actually waiting for the barb on the end of that. Um, well, he, no, he I'm, 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 did, I'm, no, that felt very, very us, sincere. Did call us buffoons, mm. but I would have to say, all oh, warm and tingly here too, Mickey. Your opener was, that was the best one yet. So, it was uh, the best Merry yet. Christmas to you both. And um, I suppose too early for a happy new year, but it is the, it is the season, the holiday <laughs> The holiday episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stumbling over my words. It really there. is. Yeah. Taking over from uh, Mickey. You've, you've, you've yeah. filled up on the eggnog. Uh, <laughs> but, but regardless, um, Jade, uh, what a journey 2019 has been for you personally. Um, uh, I, I can't remember what you are. Uh, the Tanzanian fella. Um, yeah. And then Kashtanov. I'm in nice and early, Kashtanov. But just the entirety of, yeah. Um, yeah. of Australian boxing. It was a huge year. And it's um yeah. it's set up so many of us for a breakout year in 2020. There's so many guys on the cusp, and um yeah. and even the guys under us who are coming up, um guys like Liam Wilson, Daniel Lewis, um Matteo Tapia, um yeah Ben Marnie, my man, um no there's there's just such a depth of talent on the way up. So Australian boxing is in a really good place going into 2020. And um will you get a chance to um spend any time with Ben Marnie over the uh, holiday period? No, mate. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately, okay. I'll, I'll have Skype. to wait. Skype. 2020. Yeah. yeah, constantly. We talk We talk um, most days on yeah. Skype, FaceTime. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It has been um, – it's been the best year ever for Australian boxing. Um, I have no doubt about that. And uh, for televised Australian boxing, it's been the best year um, that we've seen so far, but next year is going to be even better. Uh, so, yeah, really exciting times. The last two months have just been ridiculous, crazily busy, but, um, yeah, so rewarding for everyone who is passionate about Australian boxing, and we certainly are that. So, um, yeah, exciting times and, and great to be on this uh, Christmas episode. Mickey, What what's the structure here? What are we doing? Well, to kick things off, I guess we – Recap everything with our favorite moments of 2019. Mm, and yep. Yeah, there were some really great moments this year. Hopefully, not everything's been overshadowed by the last sort of month or two. But what's yours, Benny? Oh, so these are geez, our, so many amazing. Yeah. Our okay. own personal favorite moments that we were involved oh, got in, it. or just okay. like favorite moments. I think it's just your favorite moment overall. 
whether okay. you were involved or not. Okay. Um, I think that's how it's probably going to roll. Um, yeah, so many great moments uh, through the course of the year. Um, Andrew Maloney's magnificent win um, in Melbourne is right up there, obviously. Um, and calling my good friend Jade Mitchell's breakout fight against Stanislav Kashtanov um, was, a, was a fantastic moment as well. Uh, seeing a formerly morbidly obese concreter um, against the odds survive uh, numerous body shots from from a, a huge Russian and, and emerge victorious um, was uh, truly satisfying. But um, as boring and as blatantly obvious as it sounds, I, I think that the highlight, given how personally uh, overexcited I became in commentary and how yeah. much I completely lost my shit, would have to be round nine from Jeff Horn, Michael Zarafa to in Brisbane. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I've certainly never called anything like it. And while I would like to be creative and come up with something from um, far left field, really, that's the moment that's going to stick with me um, out of 2019. And it's a moment that uh, I will never, ever forget. Yeah, it took the words out of my mouth. Um, I, can't, I just can't describe it. Just just the atmosphere in that building when everything was, was happening in that ninth round and it's, it was just surreal. So that would have to be mine as well. Okay. Yeah, with yeah, without without doubt, that's that's definitely mine. As far as um, yeah, it's it just it was insane. Everyone was on. Everyone was on the. Everyone was out of their seats. Everyone was up on their feet, jumping around. I was jumping around, shadow boxing and shit, just watching it like an absolute lunatic. The hands on my head, like holy shit! I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like it was un freaking believable. And um. It was a good way to cap off the the end of the year too. I was with my good friends um, Andrew and Jason Maloney sitting together watching the fight of the year. It was fucking. It was just just awesome. And um, yeah, thank you very much, Ben, for uh, for having Kashinov in there as well. That was, of course, that's the biggest moment of my career, and I just look forward to carrying on more from there. And Andrew Maloney with his world title as well. And just look at the look at the year we had. The tail end of the year with. TV, with boxing back on TV, both pay-per-view and on uh, on Fox Sports, um, it's just got me so excited for next year. There's so many stars of Australian boxing on the verge of breaking out. It's just um, it's huge. So without doubt, the standalone moment is a raffle horn. But um, so much to be excited about, lads. Yeah, yeah. now this next one, I'm, I'm a bit... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. I thought on the last episode, oh, the next... we were talking about the you host being of able the to most. read the, the host of the most. <laughs> we thought we'll talk about you being able to read the room a little bit better, Mickey. Being able to just yeah, well, look, look, I'm getting seamless. there. I was just confused by the next segment that we're about to endeavor Seize on, the which is before you've even thrown them. He's just like he's he's yeah. just there waiting, ready to. I pounce. know. You just you're <laughs> just a the... hater. I don't know no, what no, no. this he's, one really means. He's putting means. shit on you. Saying you what? see the sh- he was saying that you see the shots. You're just waiting, ready to pounce. Oh, yeah. So- well, yeah, well, you're both haters. So <laughs> The um, present you received from Australian boxing this year was... Um, start with you, Ben. Okay. The present that I received from Australian boxing this year was... Um, all right. Um, 
I, I, well, the, the obvious one for what it's done for televised boxing, uh, uh, which is, of course, a very, um, well, which is what I do, um, is Tim Zoo's journey. That's been, um, that's been something that was desperately needed, was another big name to emerge, and the success that the journey of Tim Zoo has had already in its first real year with um, three headline performances on main event pay-per-view and four victories overall. Um, it, it, it's the obvious one. Um, but the other one, maybe um, watching the emergence of the late call-up king in Mitchell Whitelaw, who's uh, uh-huh. emerged perhaps as my favourite um, boxer in Australian boxing at the moment, taking fights at late notice at any sort of a weight, um, turning up and, and putting in quality performances. Um, it's really symbolised that uh, that Aussie boxer mentality. He's just someone who, who who will turn up with his gloves, a bit like um, Len Mitchell back in the day, who uh, went along to a weigh-in when someone missed weight and jumped in and took a fight at late notice. Len Mitchell, who, as I think it's become abundantly clear, um, is the leading trainer in Australian boxing, as I've been saying for a long time. Um, and Mitchell Whitelaw has all those ingredients. So, yeah, there's been a lot of gifts. Um, but, so he's uh, overtaken. The so he's overtaken the, the removalist for you. I think that Mitchell Whitelaw has emerged ahead of the removalist in my personal pound oh, for pound, just whoa. because of the year that he's had. That's high price. Yeah, White- that is huge. I know. Yeah, Whitelaw, but White, mate, everything you said, yeah, is just bang on. Mitchell Whitelaw, he's a bad dude, and uh, it'd be so cool to just see him. The cards fall his way instead of just getting those late call-ups. It'd be good to see if someone was investing him, investing in him, what he could do. But uh, yeah, no, I prefer him on a shorter call-up. I want to see him on twenty <laughs> minutes notice. Um, I think that's when we're going to see the best of him. That's the sweet spot, I think. <laughs> Mitchell Whitelaw, you're a lunatic. I love it. It's good. We could start a new show, surprise fight with Mitchell Whitelaw, and you just drive him around. <laughs> Blindfold him as he walks to the ring, and then as the bell rings, you pull the blindfold off, and he's in a twelve rounder against just someone, and he doesn't know who. Yeah, so I think that's the sort of that's where we're going in Australian boxing. Here we go. That'd be great. Maybe National Boxing Series could incorporate that in surprise fight with yeah. Mitchell Whitelaw, and then the whole crowd <laughs> counts down, and as they pull the blindfold off, everyone's like surprise, like just shock the hell out of him. Yeah, in you go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Big Daddy pulled out Lucas of the, <laughs> Big Daddy, no, Big Daddy <laughs> pulled out of Dempsey McKean. Mitchell Whitelaw, surprise fight. Surprise! Yeah. Dempsey's in the other corner. <laughs> Dempsey McKean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, you signed up for this, Mitchell Whitelaw. Um, what? What about what? About, what about you, folks? Um, the biggest present for me, well, personally, the biggest present for me is now being with. Um, DNL Hosking Promotions with the National Boxing Series. So that's everything you could ever hope for. Everything that I could have ever hoped for in Australian boxing. I get fights that are on live TV and the production of um, National Boxing Series is world class. That's it's so cool. If I could have, I'm such a fan of the sport and I've always watched so much boxing my entire life. As a kid, if I if you had to sat me down in front of the TV and said like this is you when you're an adult, like I'd it's just everything I've ever dreamed of. Like seriously, it's it's so cool, and I look forward to bigger and better things next year. So that that's a personal present to me, 
and um, yep. been able makes to do sense. that makes perfect sense, yeah. For sure. But um, I also would love to see Surprise Fight with Mitchell Whitelaw. Yeah. Oh, well, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, a must for 2020. <laughs> uh, Mickey, what about you? Your present from Australian boxing this well, year? Personally, it would be uh, watching Jeff Fennick and Mauricio Suleiman wrestle in the middle of the casino in Vegas. <laughs> That's one thing. That was that was surreal. I'll admit that. Yeah, um, that was, walked in there. That That's was the first surreal. thing I saw. It was amazing. But yeah. in, in more general terms, I'm really liking how we have this like three-headed monster and this rivalry between Zarafa Horn and Zoo. And to see that you know creeping into the mainstream and seeing other people who aren't as sort of engaged in boxing as as me and you guys talking about that rivalry. It's really nice to see. Absolutely. It is. And that's why they've signed a 35-fight deal worth $7.8 billion. <laughs> I heard that. It's printed a, in today's paper. A tournament that will take us through the next 20 years yeah. uh, where each of them will fight one of the others Exclusive uh, once bit. every three months. Yeah. 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 So, yep, Jeff will be 50, 50, what, 51, 52 at the end of that tournament? He'll be 51, yeah. Worth yeah, that. that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, well, that's all right. What's what's a third of 7.8 billion? Anyway. Uh, it's still a lot. He's going to be a significant yeah. amount. He'll be set for life after boxing. So, good on them. Yeah. It's a great yeah, deal. Like, it's a great deal. Yeah, it is a good deal. It's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Biggie? Moving on. <laughs> Now, this question again is is a little more. Um, is it the again, same question I mean, again, but worded differently? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But fuck it. I'm going to say it anyway. What's the New Year's resolution for Shane Boxing in 2020? Um, so this is something, I, I, the way I read it, this is something personal that you resolve to do for or the good of Australian boxing? Is that sort of what we're thinking? So in our own capacity. Let's just go with that. In our own capacity. All right. Well, um, mine would be threefold. Um, most notably, I would like to continue my management position of Len Mitchell, uh, the leading trainer in Australian boxing, um, <laughs> and to eventually um, guide him and those that uh, are under his tutelage to multiple world titles. Um, yep. I would also like to get um, Kim Paulson back on Australian shores. Yep. But um, <laughs> more, more, maybe on a some sort of three-fight deal, $18 million or so, uh, you know, something significant that's, <laughs> that's worthy of, uh, of him standing in, in international boxing. Yeah. Um, but really all I can control is to um, – continue uh, getting as much regular boxing both domestically and internationally on Australian television. Um, I think that uh, we've been in a, a, an amazing period, particularly the back half of this year, um, and there's absolutely no reason it doesn't get even better next year. We'll have a full year with the National Boxing Series. There's other uh, promoters doing great things, obviously No Limit um, doing their thing. There's plenty of talk about the uh, – Paul Gallen uh, rematch, which would be another big mainstream fight. There's an opportunity for um, Jason Maloney to have a world title on Australian soil. Maybe mm. Andrew Maloney. Uh, there's huge fights for, for so many. And, and internationally as well, we keep getting all these shows from, from right around the world on main event and also on Fox Sports and to keep 
putting as much boxing on telly as we can and to keep building the sport to where it deserves to be is uh, is my ongoing resolution. That's all. Well, you set the bar pretty high in 2019 with boxing on TV. I mean, I can't remember there being this much both domestically and internationally. So if you if yeah. we can well, help you... Been. It just hasn't been. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's, that's, yeah. that's been awesome. awesome. My resolution probably just bounces straight off of Ben's. I've been... I've been given, and and what I'm so thankful for, I've been given the opportunity to headline these shows on live TV. So my resolution will be just to continue to be as professional as I have been as far as keeping my body in check, keeping my weight in line, and um, just make the most of these opportunities that are that have been given to me because it's it's now that I find myself in such, a, such an awesome place and um, I just want to strive for the best I possibly can. And just um, set up mine and my family's financial security after after boxing. So that's that's my New Year's resolution: is just keep climbing the ladder and make the most of these opportunities that I've been given. So I'm just yeah super thankful. Just want to make the most of it. That's my resolution. And Mickey, yours is to turn up to one of Jade's fights. Yeah, no more benders. You actually took the words out of my mouth. Yes. Um, well, in general terms, to attend more fights, but namely Jade Mitchell, correct? Thank you. So okay. in, in t- what you're trying to say is you're not going to be as buckled as often. Correct. <laughs> good, good. Still buckled, but less. Yes. Just less, yeah. Okay. Get buckled at the okay. fight. Um, all right. Yeah. Right. Now, look, I feel like we're asking this for the third time now, but wish what, list for actually? 2019. Well, this is just a fight that we want to see, isn't it? Yep. This is the fight you most want to see in 2020 Ooh. or 2020, if you prefer. Sorry, 2020. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. says here wish list for 2019. Um, yeah. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Um, uh, gee, Jade Mitchell, Zach Dunn. Mm. I don't think we're going to see that though. Um, mm. uh, it's a fight that apparently has um, just about been made on social media between Isaac Hardman and Adam Copland, which I'd love to see. So I'm excited to see if that um, takes place. Apparently they were going each other on Instagram and just about agreed to it. So, so that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but the big one, the obvious one is um, Jeff Horn, Tim Zhu, a mega fight for Australian boxing. Um, I think we probably will see it sometime in 2020 and uh, it's going to be, Bigger than anything we've seen for quite some time, I think. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see that fight when it happens, if and when it does happen. Yeah, fun fights. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Hardman is such a character, man. He's he's a good dude, but he's so just, I don't know, he's just real. He's staunch, staunch as staunch can be. He'll fight anyone at the drop of a hat. He's just a funny dude, man. I, um, I really like Hardman. Absolute character. And um, I would, uh, I'd, I'd also love to see that fight too, up and comers. Um, but yeah, top of my wish list. Everyone already knows it. Ben already said it. Would be Zach. But I think, I think Zach could possibly be fighting for the WBA interim title. Um, I've noticed that he's. I've heard whispers of that, and he's now without fighting or anything. He's been moved to uh, number five in the world. So once you're in the top five. Um, if the WBA sanctions for you to fight someone else in the top five in the world. So it could even be Ados Shibosanoli, um, who beat Rocky Jerkic. Hey, the trainer of the year is ringing me now, Lenifer. Um, so 
That oh. fight probably won't happen. Should we get him on? Should we get him Jennifer. on? No, Mo, do you left home yet? No, 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 not yet. I'm still podcasting. Um, I'll give oh, you a sorry. buzz. Yeah. G'day, Len. Hello. Who's that? It, it, ben. Ben and Mickey here. Oh, g'day, Ben. Play a letter for Hey. How are you, mate? You're, uh, you're on the podcast now, Dad. About time you put somebody important on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Maloney. Len, um, Rafa, Caparello. What, what's your big hope for, for what's your big hope for 2020, Len? What 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 does the future hold for the the country's leading trainer and his number one pupil? Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Jade being in a very favourable pos- position uh, to fight for a world title. That's why we're looking for hard fights. We're taking hard fights, not like some out there. Ooh. So he's diplomatic, but then he just puts a little barb in there too. Like he, he's got, he's got all the ingredients. This I've bloke, got up from the old school talk. Oh, brilliant! See, I've got up Leonard for a bit lately, saying that um, I look at all these other trainers out there on on social media, and they're out there slagging everyone off, and Dad's just in the background, just being a nice guy. So you got to spice it up a bit, Leonard. You got to start slinging a bit of shit at everyone. <laughs> so here we go. Hey Len, what did you think? What did you think about um, Jade's uh, lengthy conversation with Kevin Barry when we were at dinner the other night? Did did that give you any concern? No, no, I'm just glad that he's mixing with the right people. Okay. <laughs> didn't feel any, didn't feel any threat there at all. You thought that was all fine. Leonard for probably yeah, can't even dear. remember me talking to Kevin Barry. I barely do. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Uh, it's partly Ben Damon's fault. We caught up with him before dinner and uh, he, he wrecked us. He's, he's bloody good, that Damon, don't you worry? Yeah. yeah. yeah actually, what I was waiting That'll for happen. in the horse oh. to fight was um, uh, for the telephone to come out and uh, a little ear, a little cotton bud come out and fix up uh, Michael's eye. Out of the telephone. LeBruner on the phone. <laughs> I thought that might happen, but it didn't. Absolute bloodbath that <laughs> yeah. was. All right. Thank All right. Have fight. a good Christmas. Yeah, and yeah, you. Awesome fight. Up. See you soon, Dad. I'll speak right. to you. Bye. Bye. Yep. Just give him an inch. Oh, what a give him an inch. What an absolute. Give him an inch. He'll take a mile. He's ready to start having to dig at everyone. <laughs> 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 no, he's, uh, he's <laughs> always, always... um. Always super quiet, Dad. Doesn't really have much to say about anyone. Just concentrates on me and the job at hand and uh, does his best to sing, yep. sling a little bit of shit for us here on Hurt Business today, but what a treat, old Lenifer. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, so your one was in the wish list was um, UV Zach Dunn, but you think that he might be fighting your bossy Nully for uh, interim. It just, I, there's nothing nothing been uh, said, but I just say, just the way he's been positioned and – Who's around and and the only fight? I still don't think that's a winnable fight for Zach, but I just I just see him getting I just see him getting the shot. He's been positioned very well, so uh, good luck to him. Um, maybe maybe if I could get back into the WBA ratings, we could maybe do that fight in Melbourne if Zach was to be victorious, or maybe they'll want to fight me if he loses because then he's got everything to gain and nothing to lose. So. Who knows? It could happen. Stranger things have happened, but um, of course that's the top of my wish list. Well, could is there any chance that he's fighting 
Billy Joe Saunders? Um, I'm not sure. Have you heard anything? I just see the way he's been positioned, and he's actually anything. dropped just... down. He's actually dropped down a little bit with the um, with the WBO. So he went from fourth to fifth in the most oh. recent ratings. Not that I really, I don't really, not that I pay much attention to these things, but. <laughs> oh, clearly not. No, no. You... Uh... Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mickey, what about you? Oh, it is an um, interesting well, picture. The, the, the WBO super middleweight, because you've got Ron Murdoch, Zach Parker as Rowan's well. Ron's the number and, yeah, one contender now, isn't regardless. he? Ron yeah. hasn't fought in a year, and now he's number one. That's awesome. Yeah, he's been well, mate. He's been he's been in those ratings for such a long time. Keeps winning. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what's next for Rowan and um, and what's next for Zach. Yeah, Mickey, what's yours? Isn't wasn't Rowan meant to be fighting? Wasn't Rowan meant to be Zach fighting? Parker. Um, Zach yeah. Parker or is that? I just heard I'd heard whispers about it. It's a good fight, tough fight. Zach Parker is um, is a hell of a fighter. Very long, very sharp. It um it would have been a very good fight. Yeah, Mickey, your fight you want to see? Well, the obvious one is um Zhu Horn, but apart from that, I wouldn't mind seeing you know I don't know how likely it is to happen, but some some sage Zarafa versus Dennis Hogan would be hey, a good one. Yeah, and box. I wouldn't mind. Seeing... I Sorry? like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, and another. As well is um Jai Pattaya and Blake Caparello. I think that's an interesting matchup. Yeah, um, don't well, think it's Blake is like world ranked at light heavyweight and um had that Joshua Boazzi fight fall over somewhat strangely. Um, he, he I know they're between weights and yeah, yeah. So, no, it's a it's a good fight for sure. Um, yeah. Another one for Team but, Bruno. Uh, yeah. yeah. Some really good fights. Will that, that, will that um, fight? Jai Bataille, David White. Yeah. Um, all will those. that fight be scheduled again? Guazzi and Caparello? They are having some level of conversation about it, yeah. but um, there's every chance that um, Buazzi's mob are going a slightly different route if they can, and therefore um, I know that Caparello's team are looking at um, something yeah. else if it doesn't come off. So. We've got a, a foot in each. I'd love uh, to see Blake, Blake in a big fight, a big fight. Get get some uh, a big fight, big payday. He's got a little one there now, and Blake's been around forever, and he's fought everyone. Like he's um yeah, he's fought absolutely everyone. I've got so much respect for Blake Caparello. He's a bad dude. And let's stop talking about him, or before I know it, I'll have a contract. You mention his name too many times. Yep. You end up. He ends up fighting you. <laughs> He's, yeah. he's, he's the boogeyman. So if he gets a sniff of someone yeah, wanting to and, fight him, he will fight you. He's the next Len Mitchell too. What a, what a super effort he did training uh, Michael Zarafa. He was really strong in the corner. He was hey, great at the press hey, conference. Even um, even talking, even just yeah. talking to Blake in conversation and listening to him talk about how, listen to him break fights down and listen to him talk. Like he he. He knows. He knows boxing. Like he's, like he impresses me. I like. I love talking boxing with Blake. And even when we had him on the show, um, how quickly he realised that um, Trent was just too far over that front foot, and it was only a matter of time, just with the distance before he was going to catch him and and get him out of there. Like he just, yeah, he's just got such good vision. Reads the fight so well, and yeah, he he will go on to be an amazing trainer. 
I'd be I'd be comfy with a man like Blake in my corner. That's for sure. Oh, okay. So we can officially announce that <laughs> the new trainer of world ranked super middleweight Jade Mitchell is that official now. Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, Kevin Barry and Blake, they're going to okay, team up okay. together. So I'll have um, okay. Kevin and Blake, they'll work out whoever's um, whoever's in charge, chief second, and then uh, Lennifer on the spit bucket. I'll have the uh, the greatest team known to man. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a team. What a team. You almost don't need Lennifer at that point. Oh, mate. Um, Just for nostalgia reasons. We've got to have Lennifer yeah. in there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, he's like a he's he's like a a comfy chair, well, isn't he? You're, you're his manager, just, mate. Um, you should be batting for him. But, yeah, well, I don't know. That relationship has been on the rocks for some time. I, I don't know that there is a future in. Um, <laughs> oh, whoa. Between, you uh, turned you changed um, your tune pretty quick. Yeah, well, what's he done for me lately? Honestly, uh, Mickey, what do we got left? And the final segment is the fighter to look out for in 2020. Mm. Clearly Jade Mitchell. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, um, um, Liam Wilson was good the other night. Brock Jarvis is yeah. well-rated and he's only 13 years of age. He's um, like, mate, that's, yeah, all jokes aside, Brock, Brock's still a baby in this sport. Look at how far he's come. Look at the team that he's with. He's got Fennec behind him. I look forward to seeing what that kid achieves this year. Um, Liam Wilson. Liam Parrow is like on the verge of a world title fight. There's, there, that's such a hard question, but it, it's so good because the depth of talent in Australia right now, especially with the up-and-comers, is um, I can't remember it being so healthy. There's so many to watch. So, yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, there's... Um... You don't have one? Not one that I can put my finger on. Prospect of the year, Matteo Tapia. Um, but yeah, I, I loved Liam Wilson the other night. I'll, if I've got to go with one, I'll go with Liam Wilson. Even J- Jason Waitley's on the verge of big things too. He's been fun. Um, Paro, Jacob NG, I love watching. Zach Dunn. Yeah, I can't. can't Zach Dunn, closing yeah, in on the world title. can't get enough of watching Zach. He's um, yeah, really, really good to watch. Um, I shouldn't, no, all jokes aside, Zach actually is fucking awesome fun to watch. He goes to war every fight. He's, he, you don't have to look for him, that's for sure. Um, stand in front of him, he'll knock you out. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the fighter to look out for in 2020. Um, oh, there's so many. You've mentioned most of them. Daniel Lewis, oh, uh, Liam Wilson, Liam Harrow. I can't believe Lewis, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, um, he's not an Aussie, but Kim Paulson obviously is right around uh, that mark all the time. Yeah, but um, Australian yeah. boxing stalwart Kim Paulson. I think just because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perennial overachiever, Kim Paulson, um, who will be. We, we can now officially announce he will be on Australian shores uh, in twenty twenty under a thirty five fight yep, deal. Awesome. Um. I really thought he might have got a so, um, that's a great. bigger deal no, than that. I... <laughs> With the deals that are floating around recently. Um, well, it's 35 fights with an option for 70 more. Um, so. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Makes sense. 
He'll be fighting weekly. Uh, yeah, but regardless, yeah, I think you mentioned him. And because of the package that he is and because he's um, signed with DNL now and, and going to be headlining shows and uh, on, you know, the brink of becoming a, a really big mainstream star, I think Brock Jarvis has such an exciting 2020 coming up. He's had a lot of issues through 2019. He had that amazing fight, obviously, um, on the Bendigo undercard, which was his uh, best yeah. performance so far. Um, but he's had those issues that have been well documented. Some of them really uncomfortable for him. Um, and also his trainer was, was in Stripe, Jeff Fennick, for a, a period there. But with everything um, hopefully being back in order in 2020 and his health and um, his body being okay, um, anything could happen for Brock Jarvis. It's so exciting. He's so talented and he's he's got the full package. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what, what happens with his journey in, in 2020. Mm. Yeah. The same could be said for him and, well, and Liam Wilson because they've got the backing of DNL. And now that Horn has that win, he's going to be in pay per view, big pay per views. And Horn's probably bigger, almost you'd probably say he's bigger than ever, really, now that he's um, avenged that loss. And you're going to have fighters like Liam Wilson and, um, and Brock Jarvis fighting semi mains to him. And then they'll also be headlining their own fights on live TV on the National Boxing Series. So. Big years for both of those boys, eh? Mickey? <laughs> well, oh, he's good. Mickey. He's good. Come back. Come back to the show, Mickey. Wake up, Mickey. <laughs> I'm here. I'm listening. Now, you guys, my ones, I wanted, yeah, I would have said Liam Wilson, Daniel Lewis, even Andrew Hunt. Um, yeah, Andrew Hunt. I should have said him. Yep. I was very impressed yeah. by him the other night. Yeah, so man, yeah, there's so many. There's a really oh, awesome time. I left out. I Who's left your my number boy. one though? Who you got? Who? Who? My boy. Oh, Who do you think? You did too. So I'm oh, so that's ben, sickening. Ben Marnie, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. He's man. not listening anymore. He is he is switched <laughs> off. <laughs> and he's thrown yeah. his phone at the wall and he's currently sobbing into his beautiful oh, moustache. Isaac Hardman has also now got a beautiful moustache. He's actually one to watch too. So yep. he's entertaining. Yep. But um, yeah. yeah. But the pride of the fleet, Wilson, Jarvis, Daniel Lewis. Yeah. Who's number one for you, Mickey? Well, probably Isaac Hardman because I've pretty much seen all his fights from his debut. So I've kind of been watching that journey That's and cool. yeah, seeing him slowly step up. And, yeah. Slowly yeah. step yeah. up. There was What's no slow step up for Hardman, man. He just jumped straight in the deep end and started chinning blokes. That's that's why we <laughs> yeah. love the guy. Yeah, like one yeah. round as well. Just starching yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, thing is too, what I love about Hardman, he's not even experienced as a boxer. He gets someone hurt, and my God, does he open up. He's exciting as can be. And he talks a talk too. He's a good yeah. bloke. He's um he's yeah. He's uh super interesting. Got a background in MMA. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a well, he's a character. Across the river. Yeah. So what else you got for us, Mickey? Yeah. That's the. That's lot. it. That's okay. it. Okay. That, that, that is capping off the year that was 2019. Now, wasn't it looking? Um, wasn't it looking forward to what we've got? The audio. Why it goes pretty. Of course we are. Looking forward. Is that it? Are we done? Or is there more? We're done. I've got to get to the gym, yeah, mate. 
Yeah, well, right. Lennifer will be waiting. Um, yep. Merry Christmas. Happy you. New Year. Both. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And for everyone uh, who's listened or absolutely smashed us on um, social media for for things completely beyond our influence or control, uh, thanks. And um, <laughs> forward to a huge, a huge 2020. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. 2020, yep. here we come. Sure. All right. See you later, fellas. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>